Welcome, Nerdy Sports audience, to part two of our broadcast talking about the NBA free agency. We're literally two minutes away till the NBA free agency starts. Um, this is June 30th, Friday, June 30th, the last day of June. And in part one, we talked about trades like Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics and Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies and Jordan Poole to the Wizards. But of course, most importantly, Chris Paul, Steph Curry's biggest rival of all time to the Warriors. But now today's biggest news has been the James Harden news. James Harden didn't really necessarily request a trade, but he's requested two previous trades. And a third request would be the most of NBA history. Now the Sixers basically are like, all right, we'll sign you money and we're looking to trade you. We don't want you on the team. We want to give Maxi. Maybe they'll trade Maxi. Maybe they'll give Maxi more playing time. Scotty, what are your thoughts on the Philadelphia 76ers? And what would you do if you had Joel Embiid? If I'm the Sixers, uh, I would like to be able to trade Harden for, um, honestly, I'd be happy if I could just get some good role players. I think Maxi takes a leap forward. If I can get some good role players for him uh, and really say, okay, Embiid, you know what? No more excuses for you because. Due to James Harden's uh, playoff performances, I think like it's kind of slipped under their radar. It's given them being a little bit of a pass this year for having a not-so-good second round. I understand he was hurt and whatnot, and he missed the first two games, but he's getting a little bit of a pass. He was the MVP. You're up three games to two, and everybody's like, James Harden did it again. And nobody's like, yeah, Embiid <laughs> could have taken over game six or seven. I didn't see Embiid stepping up. I didn't see him, you know. You've seen players in the past. They're like, I'm, I'm putting the team on back. I'm dropping 40. I'm carrying this team to the, to the championship, or in this case, just the next round. Yep. So if if I'm Embiid, I'm kind of wiping my brow. I'm like, whoo, nobody is firing a single shot at me. Like, because he's just using like a James Harden body vest right now. It's like, it was him. It was all him. He's <laughs> holding him in front of him. It's like <laughs> Operation Human Shield. He's just walking, holding him in front of him. Like, ah, uh, it was all him. Oh but my God. I think uh, at this point, I'd say you have a, a coaching upgrade. Which, yes. you know, 20 years yes. ago, that would have been last Nikki right? Nurse. You know, I'm a huge fan. 20 years ago, people would have been like, oh my God, Doc Rivers is one of the top three coaches. He held a mighty has fallen. Mm. And uh, you have a player at Maxi that all, it looks like he's definitely taking a leap forward. Like he's taking two leap forward. This is the type of player you want. You want a young player where they're seeing the steps. So he's 22. He yeah, he takes a leap forward. Embiid, if he just can take his regular season and play that way in the playoffs, that team alone has championship possibilities. So if you could just get a couple mm-hmm. of role players for Harden, a little addition by subtraction, we mentioned that a couple of times in other trades, because and say, then I'm happy with them. So my goal as Philly is I want to trade Harden to free up minutes for my young guys. And if I could just get a couple of role players, I'm happy. I'm not even picky, honestly. I'm, I'm looking at multiple teams who can give me the best package of some role players that can make a, make my team better. But I think they're, I think they're in good position. I radio, I, we have to see what they get for him, and I think they're definitely going to trade him. That's what it looks like. But I, I think there's a think good potential. You know, we as much as I love the Boston trade, we know there are issues there. You know, Miami feels like they're still that one piece short. Maybe they get Dane, maybe they don't. So, and Milwaukee, they got some age issues. Middleton, Lopez, what's happening there? So, you know, the, the, the door is open for Philly to make a run. Yeah. I mean, you were a big defender of them last podcast. So I was I was a little scared you were about to like skew away a little bit here, but I'm glad you're still on board. I mean, look, 
Joel Embiid was embarrassing in game seven versus the Boston Celtics. We've already gone through that. He, you know, shit the bed. But, dude, you killed me with that James Harden uh, bulletproof vest right in front of me. It's like, don't blame me. I won the MVP. It's not my fault. It's this guy. It's this toxic energy over here. And it's pretty bad when you request trades, you know, off the Brooklyn Nets when you have Kyrie and KD. Look, we all know that wouldn't work. But for you to be like, yo, I got to get out of here. Like, wow, that blew up so quickly. And then... Our biggest point last week, we were talking about Damian Lillard. And I'm like begging, please, Miami, do something, do something, please do something. So hopefully today, hopefully today they're going to make it happen, you know, because that's exactly what they would need. I would love a little Fred Van Vliet, but, you know, Dame's got a lot more experience, a lot more pedigree, and he'll bring some quality leadership. But I think I would take any of those guys. I would take Fred Van Vliet or Damian Lillard, uh, but clearly... Well, I don't know what they're waiting on. Do you know what Miami's up to? Have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything, but I think there's a level of confidence because, you know, you have to look at trying to look at a three-dimensional chess here or something. They really didn't make an effort at all on Beal. And a lot of people said they would. Like the media's like, oh, they're going to make a move on him. You know, maybe they could get him for less than Lillard or something. But they actually didn't really put any offers out there that I'm aware of. And that tells me if I want to take it to the next step, connect the dots, like, that they're confident that they could get Dame or something else for them to not even try. Be like, nope, like other teams, you fight over Beal. We're, we we still got our eye on the prize here. Ideally, the prize looks like it's going to be Willard. And I think that's probably going to happen. Uh, I'm leaning toward maybe being optimistic. I think it's going to happen. If not, I, I definitely trust he. I trust Pat Rally. I trust the culture. I trust Bolster. I think they're going to get something done. I I would honestly be shocked if they stayed pat and just kept the team as is. That would be surprising to me. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think I think they got They're something to work. They're always building. They're always building you know for better. Even though I haven't heard anything, you haven't heard anything. We know any sport, good teams, it they, they don't leak. You know, a leaky boat is a bad team. There's no leaks on the Miami. You don't hear things. You won't hear it until after it's done. So you know, it could be done in two minutes from now, but you wouldn't hear anything. So I'm not worried about like, I don't need to hear rumors about it. You're making me feel a lot better. Oh man. (laughs) I was like, you know, that's why I took my time when I was a little boy, a little too strategic about it. But because my parents weren't really big sports fans, I was like, I want to, you know, my brother's like, once you pick a team, you can't flip. I was like, okay, I want to see what they do. I want to see the type of moves they make. I can't believe I did this. But, hey, I'm still, you know, (laughs) 26 years later, a big sports nerd. So I guess it shouldn't surprise me too much. But I was like, I want to pick a good organization. And that's what I did with all my teams. That's why, you know, Philadelphia Eagles fan as well. And we'll talk about them more next week. Let's stick to basketball. You know, so we have James Harden in news exercises his $35.6 million player option for the 76ers. I'm just sick of this guy, man. Like he so talented. I know, but like for him to like, it's almost like he never takes accountability for anything. It's never, Oh, what could I do better? You know? And I'm, I don't know what his situation was trying to go to Houston. I understand like from a personal perspective, maybe like, he's like, I feel like a man in Houston. I feel like the best version of myself there. It seems to be a great city. You know, it's, it's right by Mexico. I'm sure it has amazing Tex-Mex, 
um, great food, great culture outside of Chicago and LA and New York, probably one of the biggest cities. So I could understand the attraction to go there, you know, and they got Ime Odoka, who seems to be, you know, outside of that news in the Celtics, seems to be a stand-up guy overall, at least a good mentor. People in Boston loved him. It was really tough for them, but you got to get that toxic energy out. Just like Jordan Poole, just like Marcus Smart, got to get that toxicity out of the organization when you see something. Now, I'm following ESPN right now. We shall see what they do. I don't know left of what ball is going to drop. What was that? I said, what's left of ESPN? Let's do that. Let's do that. So one of my <laughs> favorite things, one of my favorite things in all sports is sort of the business behind sports, specifically commentating. And like, I guess it's the position I would personally want to do, you know, calling games, analyzing games. And here we are right now talking about trades. And luckily we're in 2023 where I don't need ESPN to sign me to be able to get my name out there. Like I could just do it myself. Literally just sure. using a phone that's 10 years old. Got a little mic in here that costs like 50 bucks. I shipped you a mic. Like it doesn't cost too much money just to get up and running. There's no excuses. But all of a sudden today, you sent me a text. Doesn't really surprise me. Todd. What was his name? McShay, right? Sorry. Todd McShay. Todd McShay. Good old NFL draft boy. He is out of ESPN. And I mean, Scotty and I. I mean, a lot been- of others. Scotty and I have been very big fans of Fox Sports 1 uh, or Fox Sports in general, especially once they got Colin Coward. All of a sudden, they got Colin Coward, Nick Wright's voice. First domino that I started picking up. Then after that, they just started picking up. He was the first one. Uh, Then they got Skip Bayless, Nick Wright's become very popular. They picked up uh, Shannon Sharp, who actually at one time I think was on ESPN for a little bit. Now he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. But I'm saying they, they picked up a lot of names. They've been putting a lot of money in there. Chris Broussard, former ESPN mm-hmm. pro. They mm-hmm. have they have a po- I don't know if I'd say posters were, but they've taken a decent amount of ESPN talent that ESPN let go, and they 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 like oh we can do better than what you did with this person. You weren't utilizing him properly. Mm-hmm. So I like what they do. Like I love Stephen A. Smith and Scott Van Pelt, and obviously JJ Redick and. Um, Richard Jefferson, I love them as players talking about the NBA now. They have amazing podcasts individually. I love them tremendously. And I think, uh, you know, Paul George, maybe when he retires, or Draymond Green will get signed by ESPN. I don't think ESPN is going to stop spending money, but they really don't even have like the main sports. Like they're putting all their money on like Formula One racing and like random golf events. And they even lost like Major League Baseball. It's and Monday night football, speaking of football, Monday night football is one of the worst. <laughs> it's awful. I hate it. Yeah. I, 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 I hate Monday night football, man. From a commentating perspective. Names. Yeah, I don't want to call it names, but it's just Why not? It's not uh they they could do better. Let's just say that much. And I think you have to do better because let's be honest, the NFL is the most popular sport by like mm-hmm. a mile. Which means if you're commentating on the NFL, your job is easier than commentating on baseball. Baseball is the slowest sport, so you to entertain the fans. You know what I mean? You got to give them because there's a lot of gap time. You, you know what I mean? Uh, well, it's faster so, now, way faster, way less in between. Big, big, uh, big boost for baseball. You know that, that's a different conversation. NFL, I'm NFL has the way more time talking about like uh, marketing. You know, so much mm-hmm. commercial time, which from a commentating perspective, you don't have to worry about that because you're off the air. But I don't think the NFL is easy. 
there's a lot of guys to handle. There's what 22 men on the field at a time. That's a lot going on. It's not as difficult as hockey. Like that's just, Oh my God, I can't even breathe. Like, but it's mainly just one guy. <laughs> like he's just going off. Like there's not enough back and forth, back and forth. Um, I don't like the whole NBA, like three men team. I would much rather mm-hmm. like a two man team or two woman, two men. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah. have like, uh, yeah. I love Dorisberg. Give Dorisberg credit. Like women could absolutely do it. She's one of my favorites in the game. Uh, but like when you watch I, I like, uh, I like NBA people. League Pass and you get the local channel instead of yeah. like ESPN, so you get the it's always two. It's normally you got you know play by play, you call it commentator, color commentator. You know that color. that format mm-hmm. has worked. It's going back, you know, for it feels like the beginning of time. Uh, I don't know that we needed a third person in there. Just a little confusing there. I'm not saying the NFL mm-hmm. is easy, so maybe I'm wearing that wrong. What I'm trying to say is that people are going to watch the NFL no matter what. There's so much interest in it. Yeah. You know, people are, are betting and doing all these things that, like, there's, I feel like, way more people that would kill for that job that you feel like you could put out a better performance, kind of, like, put out better mm-hmm. commentators. Like, you don't have to say, oh, you know, this guy isn't doing a great job, so we're going to stick with him. Because there's mm-hmm. a, a conveyor of people that would kill for that job. So, you know, if it's not clicking and I feel like Monday Night Football just doesn't have a pop, then just move on. Bring in somebody new. You know, you never know who's going to you never know who's going to be amazing. Like, you know, most people like Tony Romo. A lot of people I remember actually criticized when he'd be good. And now he's basically universally considered the best. So you just don't know who's going to be amazing. If it's not clicking, move on. Yeah, I mean, didn't ESPN sign Joe Buck? Like, uh was it Fox that did the Super Bowl this year? Like Fox just had Greg Olson. You know, they decided yeah. not to put their money in Joe Buck and uh, that team, Troy Aikman as well. Um, but I was concerned about Greg Olson, but he, he did a wonderful job. Yeah, but just as you mentioned, people don't pay attention as much to that. I just don't really like the whole, like, team the ESPN has. Like, they yeah. don't talk about the game enough. Uh, yeah. I mean, Doris well, Brett does a great is- job. But she's having to pass in the NFL. You go, I'm going to watch it no matter how bad the commentary is. So you're getting a pass and you don't, you don't want to rest on your laurels and say, okay, well, people are still watching the ratings are still good. So I don't need to improve the team. Like you should say, okay, I feel like we need to, to shake it up or improve the team and improve it anyway. Like just cause you don't have to, cause you're going to get the ratings doesn't mean you shouldn't. I think that's, that, that's a better way of what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I just confirmed it. Uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman both signed by ESPN. So they're at least throwing money at them. You know, they're, they're trying. They got they just money in football. 27 on-air personalities, I believe the number was. So they have some money to spend now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. That's what you do, right? You got to rebuild. Look, they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. But are they still worldwide leader in sports? I don't know. I'm definitely less interested overall. You know, I tune in just to see what they're talking about overall. And they, they do a decent enough job where, you know, their app is fully engaging and you, I could just have it on the background, see what's going on. By the way, while we were talking, the first name dropped, it's Draymond Green to the Warriors, four years, $100 million, uh, $25 million a, a year. Sweet deal for the Warriors. Yeah, he, he, he opted out. I, um, he opted out, I believe his opt-in, I think it was 27, I believe. Mm-hmm. Something about so that. That's a little, little pay cut. Um, now it's four years. Uh, I heard people saying they were hoping in more like three years because the back end of his contract could be more of a, you know, he'll be on, he'll be on the down end. Uh, he'll be, what is he going to be like 38 when this contract ends, something like that, 39. But um, I see it's, I feel like it's a, it's a good contract, honestly, for both people. I feel like 
it's good for the team. Obviously, they get them at 25 million. That's a discount. They're looking to win now. Obviously, as we mentioned, being an older team, they're trying to win now. And they don't care if the last year's contract, say Draymond is basically a shell of himself. They don't care. They know they Warriors are prepared. That they're saying we want one more ring before this team is basically completely blown up by age. It happens to everybody. You look at the Bulls when you look at the Bulls when Jordan retired. You know, you could look at the Lakers when they when Magic retired, or the Celtics when Burr retired. Like when you have a legendary run as a team, and I'm looking at I'm talking team, not just a player, like a team yeah. that's a championship contender for 10 years. Eventually it does end. And when it ends, you're normally bad for like a while, like five, six years. So they're not worried about four years from now. They're saying instead of signing him for three years, say 33 million, basically hundred million there. We'll give mm-hmm. you this hundred million, help us with the cap over four years. And in your last year, we're going to be paying for probably very little production, but who cares? If Win-win. you look at NBA history, winners come with continuity more than anything else. Talent matters. Yes. But we don't often get those scrapped together win a title teams, even the Heatles lost in year one. And that team was yep. destined to win seven championships, according to the blasphemy that LeBron, literally the worst thing I guess he's ever done in his life was say, not one, not two, not three, not seven. Oh, we're going to win it all. Like, come on. Like, that's fine. Like, you have confidence. That's yeah. good. You should have confidence, especially when you're teaming up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. But look, we got Draymond Green officially back with the Warriors. We got... DeAndre Ayton also earlier today uh, signed a pretty monster deal. I think it was like 133 million for four years um, with the Suns. So they're officially the Beal, KD, Booker. I would like to touch on that for a minute. Let's go. Let's go. Let's One go. last thing I'll yeah. say is Bradley Beal called it Book Nation. KD okay. is not the guy. Bradley Beal knows he's not the guy. DeAndre Ayton doesn't have the personality for it. I have more faith in this team after what we talked about last week. How do you feel different or do you feel the same? Uh, as far as that statement, that's great statement. It's the right statement. It's a true statement. You want that state. You know, like you want the new guy to acknowledge, you know, you just mentioned the heat and mm-hmm. it's like when LeBron got there, he was better than Wade. And they were like, it took like within a month or much less, probably Wade was like, okay, you are the leader here. But then LeBron's response back was like, well, you know, Miami is still like, this is still Wade nation. Like I might lead the team on the court because I'm the better player here, but everybody knew it was Dwayne Raid. That was the heart and soul. And it was his, you know, the, 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 he was like the, the foundation, the statue building Jersey retiring, the fans loved him. So it's, it's nice when you say, I'm not even talking talent now, as you can say, Oh, Katie's the best. So saying, listen, this is Booker's town. Love that. Love the, and that's a good sign that a player can move in a uh, Beal and be openly say that that's a good sign. Yep. Uh, I still have some worries here. Um, I was hoping they were going to trade Aiden for some from depth. Keeping him, I see, has a bad move. Um, but, 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 Scotty, you just mentioned before, size matters. Size matters. Yes. And he's one of the best big men in the game. All they have is like mid-range shooting between those guys, Booker, KD, and Beal. And now they have a mature guy. We were talking about bad organizations. He spent mm-hmm. his whole career in Washington. Christoph yes. Porzingis is finally with a winner. Bradley Beal is finally with winners. Booker is definitely a winning person. KD is one of the greatest talents we've ever seen. Like he's may have fall, he, he may have failed a little bit, and he may have really not lived up to the expectations we're hoping for. But he also like 
has had a few injuries based off his, you know, body size, as we mentioned with Webb and Yama. But Bradley Beal can make it happen. He could like figure out a good role. He's he's a certified bucket. He's a 30-point game guy. They don't need points, sure, but not relying on KD and Booker to get 90. Like Aiton could easily get 20 and 10. I mean, that's all they need from him. And defensive presence. I'm not sure he's going to get 20 because I don't think he's going to touch the ball. So unless you're talking 10 tipsins, <laughs> I'm not sure. He'll be lucky if he gets uh, two plays run for him. So maybe he gets four points there and like say five tippins, so like 14 points, maybe something like that. Uh, I mean, on paper, 2K, this is amazing. But we know oh. Aiden was not engaged. Uh, you know, he, everybody says like Monty Williams is like the greatest guy to get along with and he couldn't get along with him at all. Uh, we know Chris Paul had issues with him also. Uh, now, Chris Paul can have issues with a lot of people here and there, but you know that, that <laughs> the point is that what I'm trying to say is Aiden is definitely has some chemistry issues in general. And Yeah, he didn't like Monty know, Williams. That says more than I didn't like Chris Paul. Exactly. So, I, I'm, I mean, I'm just worried about the depth. This I'm team worried about Aiden. I agree. has a little bit. It's got possible chemistry issues. Yeah. We're hoping that uh, Frank Vogel could do good. He did win a, a championship with the Lakers. So, you know, he's got some pedigree there. But, like, we got new coach. We got basically two new players because Durant is half new player. He played, like, 10 regular season games in the playoffs. So he's almost like a new player. Then we got Beal, a new player. We got some some age, at least. Not not as old as the Warriors. And but and some injury issues here, particularly with Durant. And without depth, uh, there's some worries. You know, 2K, starters only, no fatigue setting on this team is unstoppable. But, no injuries, no fatigue. Yeah, you know, that's in. how we all play when we play at home. It's like, all right, turn, turn, the, turn the fatigue off, turn the injuries off, and you want to play right. with your friends. That's how you want to play the game, right? But uh, sure. that's not how the real NBA played. Uh, so I'm a little worried. You know, Beal, even he's had injuries recently. His first, like, seven years in the league, he was great. I mean, I shouldn't say just great, but, like, healthy. He's had injuries. Yeah. yeah. You know, KD, obviously, he, you know, he missed a bunch of games in a layup drill. He's become very injury-prone as a guy that wasn't initially – so I'm worried between the injury possibilities and that lack of depth. I mean, that scares me. That lack of depth is scary. You look what happened with the Nugget game. They They're just, not they had any worse depth-wise than they were last year. You know, they still got to rely on guys like Josh Akogi. Hopefully they could grab a few guys here. I know they don't have the money for it. Like That's the whole point of why it's so terrible, why I was so against it, because Bradley Beal is the worst contract in the NBA. But they at least got some talent. And I you mean, can scrap guys on veteran minimums. Can they? I mean, they're like, they've had so much money. I don't even know if they could do a veteran minimum. I, I don't know. I'm not a capologist, but this team looks like this is the team we're running with. And I'm just not sure what to do about that. You got the depth issue and the Aiden issue. I mean, those are some big issues that, mm -hmm. you know, like you keep saying the same thing. Paper, on paper, they look amazing. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said going in. And they got rolled by denver all things being equal yeah it was six games but it was the the biggest no, yeah. of six games yeah average margin of victory for denver was i believe 17 and a half so you know i don't know like feel you're bringing another score and where's the depth in, in you know unless you can convince him to come off the bench which i don't know how you can the guy averaged 30 points like two years ago like how you what are you gonna do about the depth i just don't know what you're gonna do about that a lot of teams are gonna have to convince players to do that there's a lot of really good players in the NBA and every draft, it only yep. increases and increases and increases. 
but yes, there's going to be a time where, you know, these guys are no longer able to be starters. You know, I, I have faith in Chris Paul going back to that, like coming off the bench, like, by the way, another name dropped uh, before we get too much into the Warriors because I could easily do that. Let's talk about the uh, Washington Wizards. They just signed Kyle Kuzma, four years, $103 million. Now, we mentioned the Chris Paul deal a little bit, but we talked about the Warriors a lot. We didn't really talk much about the Wizards. We did mention, at least I mentioned, that Jordan Poole is going to be likely one of the greatest fantasy basketball players of next year. And, you know, they got a pretty decent team they're a sleeper they could be the worst team in the league which is very possible or they could be a playing team how do you feel about the wizards uh man the wizards are confusing to me as far as like for a team that is um i mean they, they're in dc like and this happens with the, the uh washington football team i mean you're in a city that should be able to attract free agents you know generally nba Stars of all the stars, I feel like, are attracted to big cities. They like the L.A.s. They like the Miami. They, they, they want to go to places. That's shocking to me how bad Washington has been for so long for what should be like a free agent destination and how they've been bad forever. I'm happy that they're shaking things up, but I don't think that these moves are going to do much. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't have a um, – I don't think they're going to be that good. I mean, at the bottom half of the East – is not as good as the bottom half of the West. So maybe they could sneak in the plan. It's definitely possible. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't love the moves. I mean, you're hoping that Jordan Poole is definitely different, like he that you're getting him from two years ago instead of last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, and you're getting that contract with him. Uh, so you got that to deal with. Um, I'm not, uh, not, a, not a huge fan of Washington's uh, future. I do like Kuzma overall as a good player, but he's, yeah. he's a good he's a good four, not even three. If you could have him as your fourth player, you know, then that is a perfect spot for him. But uh, I don't I don't know Washington. I think they're ceiling this year. I'll give them a ceiling of the seven seed. He said the same about the Warriors. So you're saying the Warriors? West Coast, East Coast. West Coast, East Coast. If the Warriors win the I East, know, I, know. I would raise their ceiling to like a four seed. So I'm just saying. The East is I, good. Completely... The East is good. The Wizards aren't making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. They're a decent East team. East is top heavy. East is top heavy. They got like Denny Avidia as your like third guy. They're, they're a fun team. Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma. Okay, cool. They're fine. Tyus Jones and the whole like uh, Marcus Smart trade. They're cool. But at least, at least we were able to mention something. Another team that's at least more interesting. But do you think, before we move on to the next guy, do you think the Jazz, so the Utah Jazz are in a very similar position, as we mentioned in part one. Utah Jazz get rid of Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert. Then all of a sudden, they outlasted expectations, and they didn't make the playoffs, but they almost made the playoffs last year. The Wizards can be in the same position. They get rid of Kristaps Porzingis. They get rid of Bradley Beal. They throw money at young guys. Jordan Poole has to get money eventually. Chris, uh, Kyle Kuzma just got his $100 million deal. Super similar, by the way, to Draymond Green. He did four years, 103. Draymond Green did four years, 100. First two guys off the board right now. So the third guy is Bruce Brown, a man that just won the NBA championship. It's a copycat league. Every team is looking to do what the Denver Nuggets did. And that is, in my opinion, veteran leadership, bringing in guys like Bruce Brown, leaning on guys like Jeff Green, and drafting well. 
Christian Brown, not Braun. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll correct myself this time. Christian Brown. Amazing, amazing, amazing. But Bruce Brown gets two years, $45 million for the Indiana Pacers. That was interesting to me. I thought he would go to a more contending team. The Pacers were god-awful last year. Yeah. How do you think of him? Do you think the Pacers are a good fit for him? Or you think it's just like throw this guy $22.5 million um, a year? I mean, for him personally, uh, it seems like a kind of money grab. Like, And I'm not blaming him at all. He got the ring, you know, veteran. Take, an, take one last big uh, paycheck before you ride off into the sunset. Uh, Indiana almost doesn't seem like worth talking about. I mean, they're going to be terrible. I don't, you know. Cool uh, I don't know. They, they, they <laughs> what what decent players they have have also been on the trade block multiple times. So you have to wonder in the inside of their head, are they annoyed? Are they half checked out at the door because you you've been on the trade block a couple of times? And you know we're humans. That's going to annoy you. So I'm not sure where Indiana is going. You know, it's not like they got some awesome draft pick. They're not like San Antonio here. It's like oh we got Wimby. Like where are they going? I don't know. It's the type of team that you could almost forget exists in the NBA. Which is irony for like the Oof, Hoosier State. That's you know, like, oh, this is. I'm sorry, I'm talking about you know. You think of like the Hoosier I State, and, you know, famous Indiana. Like, uh, like where? What's it? Who? What Indiana? I'm like, I have to look at my phone. I'm like, where did they finish last year? I don't even know that. I mean, honestly, this team's boring. They were about. one of the worst teams but last year. I do I like love Tyrese Halliburton, though. I love Tyrese Halliburton. And in this well, draft, they reached for this guy Bilal Koulibaly from France, who was Wemby's number two. Who all of a sudden another example of Bruce Brown, Weminyama, everybody looking at him. They saw this guy Bilal Koulibaly, and they're like, "Ooh, maybe we'll draft him." You know, all of a sudden Bruce Brown gets a lot more playtime on TV, a lot more kudos in the NBA, you know, sphere because mm-hmm. of Jokic. You know, similar philosophies here, actually. The Pacers need to be smarter. But I do but, like, uh, you mentioned Utah there in a second. I like where Utah's going. Yeah. I mean, you know, they overachieved. It's always great. If you can overachieve as, as a team that nobody thought was going to get good, they got themselves all those draft picks. They have tons of assets right now to make a move. Uh, their biggest problem utah is honestly the fact that it's in utah and it's not a free agent <laughs> that's the biggest problem if they were yeah. located on the coast somewhere west or east i think they would be a free agent a destination like they got money they got draft picks galore they got young players that are getting better mm-hmm. um so you know laurie markin he had a great year we mentioned uh, uh kessler walker, walker kessler yeah that's a walk kessler sorry and um I think they, Jordan Clarkson, it, you know, they're in, they're in a good Taylor spot. Morton, Tucker, Chris well. Dunn. You know, it, it, and you look at them, it's the organization is run like, well, you, you look from coaching to, you know, some good trades, you know, they went with the method, they blew it up, but they blew it up in like the right way. They said, you know what? Uh, I said this earlier, better too soon than too late. They said, it's not working. Got rid of Mitchell, got rid of Gobert. Though I do love Mitchell. They got a lot back in return to rebuild right, instead of waiting to a point where you can't rebuild because you have nothing left to trade. So I like where they're going. Uh, you know, it's another young team, and it just makes me look at the bottom, like teams that didn't make the playoffs. Wow. The West is stacked. Like, I, I have to peek down on my phone here. I'm like, these teams are the, – the West, it's stacked. There's so many good teams. I'm really excited for next year. That's what it makes me think of. Um, 
you know, this year was like such a parody year, even ironically, in hindsight, Denver crushed everybody, but like entering the playoffs, it was so jam packed with teams. The difference to the two seed and the eight seed was like five games in the West, particularly. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for next year. I'm looking at the West and there's so many good teams there. So much potential. Um, you know, the only team I could see to me taking a large step back, you touched on it earlier is uh, Memphis. Uh, there's a lot of trouble, I think, in there. Uh, so I think they will be the, uh, they're going to be the team I think has the biggest drop backwards. Um, we know Jaws going to miss 25 games. We shall see. They're trying uh, at least, but I think the whole Marcus Smart trade, two first rounders for him, that's a little steep. That's a lot I, for a guy. That... I think it's way too steep um, because you're trading for a veteran, so you're trading for win now. And I understand you could say on paper they ended as the two seed last year, but are to trade away a couple draft picks. Um, for like, if you're trading Mark Smart, you should be, you have to be, like, right in that contender list, say top four teams, and they're top four. They are top four if you look at the seeding. They were the two seed in the West by definition. That's top four, but they didn't finish anywhere near top four. They went out in the first round. So you're trading for a veteran that's going to give you maybe two more years before he's kind of done, so to say. You're trading away your future, and the only situation this works out in is if. If he doesn't have to play, if he can sit down and play therapist for Ja, then it, that is worth its weight in gold. Otherwise, I don't feel like they got better. I think they traded away a little too much. And a defensive specialist, when Memphis was a great defensive team, they got the defense player of the year. They needed yeah. scoring, not defense. They and he's an overrated defender. Defense. Like, as I'm yeah. saying, you know, yeah. It, they, it, yeah, his defense took a drop off two years ago. He's defensive player of the year. You could see it again, small guys age a little quicker. You could see it was dropping off fast. You know, they needed scoring. They they needed I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. They would have been better off picking up like Poole, for example. Not I'm saying he would I'm not saying he would have been good fan. I'm just using an example mm-hmm. as far as they would have been better off with a score that can't play defense than a defensive player that can't play offense. They needed yeah. scoring. You look at the playoffs against the Lakers, they couldn't put the ball in the bucket. Um and Josh's gonna miss the first twenty five games. I guess Marcus Smart is gonna start a point guard. Like what what's gonna happen there? I think they take yeah. the biggest drop back. They ended last year 51-31 in regular season, the two seed. I could see them falling down four or five seeds, honestly. Even more. I would make the boldest prediction. I will say that Memphis might miss the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I yes. believe. I and love that would that be obviously from the, the two seed to like an 11 seed if you look at the play-in. I mean, they'll make the play-in at least, but you know, you look at teams last year, OKC, they should take a step up. If Zion plays... New Orleans takes a step up. I'm looking at like the bottom of the playoffs for the West here. I like what Utah's building. You hope that if there's any chemistry in Dallas, they should take a step forward because they didn't even make the plan. Like, and then we got San Antonio, Wimby, who knows what they're, maybe they could make the, the plan at least. It's a lot of competition there. Uh, meanwhile, the, below Memphis, the three seed Sacramento should be better. The four seed Phoenix should be better, particularly regular season because they have a full regular season. So win total, like who below them, is going to get worse. The only other team I could see getting worse is maybe the Clippers because of all those injuries and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I could see Memphis dropping all the way from the two seed to out of the playoffs. Yeah, but if not they actually a play, direction. especially with the Clippers, if like Westbrook like continues his hot surge, you know, if he finally found a good fit there, he's obviously not good at coming off the bench. Hopefully Chris Paul could be a lot better coming off the bench, but yeah, I agree with you, man. Utah Jazz have better potential than the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and 
they even got rid of Dylan Brooks. You know, it's not official, official, but seems to be rumored. Oh, we yeah. have another guy, Jeremy Grant, five years, $160 million re-signs with the Trailblazers. I don't think that's enough to keep Damian Lillard around. It's not no. like improving the team. Jeremy Grant was on the Pistons and he, he moved to the Blazers because he wanted to get more money, but damn, that's a whole lot of money for Grant. I, five years, makes, 160, 160. Woo, I was going to say, my first thought is that's an overpay. My second thought is, <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned Damian Lillard. I know we're running out of time. We got the last 30 seconds here. My second thought is, that to me is another sign he's out the door because you can't keep him and Lillard at Lillard's contract. The only way that 160 works is if you know that Lillard's being traded. So you got to connect the dots. That contract to me is another push Lillard's out the door. You can't pay 160 to him. You're paying Lillard, what, 50 million this year, 60 million next year. You got to make up some money somewhere. So I think that that's not keeping Lillard. That's pushing him out the door. They already know, they know he's gone and they're bringing in cheap players. So I would say like low contract players. I'm not talking about talent. So they can afford to overpay Grant because they're going to have money to spend. All right. Nerdy sports audience, come back for part three because there's so much NBA news to drop. Let's go. Right back at you.